Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Well, it's time for another edition of Retirement Elevated, the podcast with Sean Lee, managing partner at Elevated Retirement Group, serving you in the Salt Lake City area and surrounding areas from the office in Sandy. If you want to reach out to Sean, you can do so a couple of ways. You can check them out, them and the team out at the company website, elevatemyretirement.com. That's elevatemyretirement.com. You can give them a jingle at 855-50-RETIRE. It's 855-50 in the word retire. And of course, if you're talking the podcast, we always tell you to subscribe to us. If you haven't yet, get past episodes, get notifications on future episodes, follow us on iTunes or Google or whatever your platform is. And that's at Retirement Elevated Podcast. Dot com. That's retirementelevatedpodcast.com. I'm Mark Killian, co-host, riding along as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement with Sean. And buddy, welcome in. How are you this week? It's another week. Another We're enjoying week. It. it. Hopefully it's starting to get warm here. So I think we've let people in on the secret of sometimes, but I am usually not with you. I'm in another part of the country a lot of times when we right. talk. And if we haven't let you in, surprise, <laughs> you, you've now been brought into the fancy world of the internet. So I've been doing radio for a long, long time. I'm closing in on 50. And you know, you used to have to be in the studio with people, but the power of the internet and these little wonderful boxes that allow us to talk to one another uh, so well. I'm in North Carolina. You guys are out there in the Salt Lake City area. And how's the weather been for you? Because, man, we've been cooking already in May. Uh, At the time of this taping, it's about the end of May. And we have been like at 92, 95 degrees for the last week. I would take that in a heartbeat. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, right now, I mean, we went outside. We had a baseball game Monday night for my son. It was decent. It was 55. But then, I mean, we've got like, we're going to have rain for like 10 days in a row. Yeah. And, you know, there's, it's dropping down. We got snow in the mountains. We have in Southern Utah, they've got snow packed highways. It's been crazy. I mean, we've, we've got a ton of moisture. Well, that's part of the beauty of the state, right? You do have the mountains and so you can kind of head in and get the snow, but you can kind of get lower levels, maybe a little bit less. But with the moisture aspect, I'm with you. We actually had 14 weeks of rain, like basically several days every week. And every weekend for 14 weeks was like, it was rained out. And so all of a sudden, uh, one day last week, I think it got, it was 48 degrees on one day. And literally the next day it was 80. And the day after that it was 90 and it's been 90 ever since. And it's like, man, Mother Nature is off her meds. <laughs> it's, I would take 70 right now. Uh, like I, yeah, yeah. That's well, where we're at. <laughs> well, we uh, supposedly we are going to be at 99, I think, one day next week. That's what they're forecasting. So to me, that means it's a really hot year is coming. I think it's going to be an incredibly hot year. Once it, summer hits the whole country, I think everybody's going to be sweltering this year. So that's just my I prediction. So. We'll see if I'm on the Farmer's Almanac or not. But. <laughs> Hey, I hope so. We'll find I, out. I, I love the heat. I, I don't handle the clouds well. It makes it's depressing. Well, you're in an interesting place for that, then. That's for sure. <laughs> I know. Usually, it's not too bad. Like we were looking at, I mean, pictures from last year, and man, it was 85 degrees at this point in time last year. I mean, yeah, we needed we need the moisture right. and, and everything, but enough is enough. Well, uh, maybe good. that just means you're going to be in for a really beautiful summer when it finally shows up. Maybe. We'll look on the positive side. I, I hope so. There we go. I hope so, man. Well, I teased up last week that we were going to talk about <laughs> things you can control as an investor. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's focus on some of these things. I want to touch on a couple of items that you can and can't control, and I'll let you kind of go from there a little bit. But give us a few <laughs> places to start thinking about, you know, what are some things we can control as investors? You know, and, and I, I actually have this conversation with my kids kids a lot. I mean, okay. kids are six and nine and, you know, they come home and they've got a, what, a problem or, or whatever it sure. may be. 
you know, my son's like, he's right in the midst of baseball right now. He's six. He loves it. And we talk about it. He's like, oh, I missed that ground ball, dad. Or I, I, I didn't throw it to where I wanted to. I'm like, well, buddy, like, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't always control if your teammate's going to catch it. I mean, baseball is a really individualized game in a team atmosphere. Okay, right. Sure. Right? And so I'm like, hey, man, focus on what you can control. Right. You, know, you focus on, hey, I fielded the ball cleanly. Oh, perfect. Okay, that's, that's first step, step one. Right, yep. I pivoted and I threw it to my teammate. That was step two. That's all that he could control. That's it. And once it gets out of his hand, then his teammate has to do what he can control. He's got to catch the ball. He's got mm-hmm. to touch the base. Right. And so we talk to our kids a lot. Hey, focus on what you can control, not just in sports or you know, school or, or life, but I mean, that it's anything. Right, just and, in general, and, yeah. And, Investing is no different. And so the things that you can control are really how you act. Okay. That's an interesting way to start. Yeah. Step one, right? Yeah. You can control your behavior and you can control how you plan. You know, I think that your behavior and planning are probably the two most important aspects of it. Because if you take the time to build a plan that's unique and customized to you, that follows, you know, we talk about all the major areas and planning all the time, you know, income, investments, tax, healthcare, and estate. If you take the time to build a plan, that's something that you controlled. Now, the hardest step for a lot of people is actually taking that first step and meeting with somebody. But that's what you can control. You can control your behavior. And your behavior is, uh, I didn't get knee jerky in the market. I checked my emotions. I had a, a map or a plan that helped me navigate and keep my behavior in check. You know, So the plan and the behavior kind of go hand in hand. And really what the other things that you can control are, are ancillary to your behavior and the plan. And, and that's how much risk are you going to take? Well, I don't want any risk. I'm going to put all my money in CDs or money market accounts and just, and just do that. Well, that's something that you can control. And you also have control over your timeline. When am I going to pull money out? How am I going to pull it out? Now, I, I have control over the period of time that I'm going to leave my money in my certain investments or, or do that. And so there are things that you have control over. And a lot of people don't take that into account. Like, oh, I, I do have control over my plan. Well, my advisor said I just have to ride the markets. Well, that's not always the case. Right. And that doesn't sound like a plan. That's just in general, right? Well, you just ride the market. And so it's like, there's that's a lot an of, investment strategy. Right. There's a lot of factors to that. So somebody might say, well, I can't control the markets and therefore I can't control my risk. But I think that's the wrong way of looking at that. As an example, right? You can control your risk based on how your strategy is set up, based on how you're weighted, right? Exactly. How you plan will lead to how you should be invested. Okay. And there's there's all other factors with that, you know, inside of your plan. What's your comfort level with risk? How much risk do you accept? Um, but you can control sure. all that. Yeah, and, but I think people do kind of like generalize though, right? Like you just mentioned, I can't control, you know, or you can't control whenever you take money from the accounts. Well, somebody might listening might say, well, no, I can't because I can't until 59 and a half or, you know, something like that. But those are just the little rules that we have to work by. But you can still control a lot of facets to your overall retirement plan. Yeah, I mean, you have to stay within the guardrails of the rules, right? So right. 59 and a half, if it's IRA, you have to start pulling money out of 70 and a half. But you can really control what pots of money I pull from. Mm-hmm. You even have control over you know, the types of investments that you invest in to get your money out. Right, okay. okay. So there's a lot of decision-making that should go on. It shouldn't be as easy as saying, I'm going to invest here or here. There should be some real thought behind it. And the thing that you can control and it takes time, I mean, that's the one thing that that it does take is time to build a real customized, clearly defined income plan. You have to commit to it. 
Well, that's a great word to use as well. You have to commit to it. It is a time situation where you want to make sure. And we've talked about this before. Sometimes people will have a problem with the commitment side. Maybe the first step is, you know, contacting somebody, working with somebody. But then it also becomes like we get nervous about the fluctuations in the market. We're always trying to hop from one thing to the next instead of, you know, formulating a plan that's going to work well for the situation and then having a little bit of discipline to stick with the plan. You can't change every five minutes. That's another place you can control is maybe Maybe control your own panic level, right? To not just say, oh, well, the plan's not working, so I need to deviate from it right away. Sometimes you got to stick these things out. Yeah, I mean, every plan's going to need to tweak. And sure, and of course. It's got to adjust to, life, to how the life goes, but you can't just change stocks willy-nilly, for example, just because one's performing badly. Right, and I, I look at it, like, so I went, I go play baseball every January at Red Sox camp in right. Florida. Right, talked about that, yep. And I usually take a red eye, so I'm there in the morning. It's not ideal, but I want to spend as much time with my family as possible before I leave because I'm gone for seven days. And I get a notice from Delta. You know how Delta changes their flights every once in a while. (laughs) Every once in a while. (laughs) And it's like, hey, your flight from 1130 at night has changed to 530 p.m. Mm -hmm. Puts you in Atlanta at 930. I'm like, all right. Then I look and my second flight, my connector had not changed. So what that meant is that I have to stay in Atlanta overnight. Right. I had no control over that. So my choice was I can call Delta and I can try to switch the plan and, and adjust and, and tweak things out. And and they charge me a little bit of money. Or I just say, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flow with it. I'm going to get a hotel room in Atlanta right by the airport. And then I'm going to pop back into the airport the next morning and, and get there as planned. And I, I guess my point there is that your plan, your plan has to have room to change. Right. But you don't have to blow up the entire plan. Right. Yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to get at. So thanks for pulling that together. Because it should be kind of a living document, if you will, right? It needs to evolve with you through your retirement years because you're going to evolve. Things are going to change. So it does need to be adaptable. But I guess where I was trying to focus was, is right, every time it doesn't go the way you foresaw it, you don't just blow the whole thing apart. You had to sit down and look at this strategy and see, is this strategy working well to and through the different years? Because there are facets you can control and there are facets that you you can't like we're not going to be able to control the tax rates right those things you know right. there's all those kinds of things there are pieces we can't so focus on what you can right i can't control what what's going to happen in 2027 from a tax rate standpoint right i can't control what the markets are going to do the next 10 years so what we can control let's look at the controllables you know we can control how we plan we can control our behavior we can't control the markets we can't control inflation and we can't control tax rates but we can alleviate the pressure from changes there if we actually plan. Well, and you can prepare for some possibilities, right? So we've talked before, obviously the possibility that tax rates are going to go up are pretty good. So you could start mm-hmm. controlling these things now by maybe doing Roth conversions, maybe doing a conversion into a Roth and trying to pay the taxes now while you know they're low. That's a controllable, right? That's something you can say, okay, I won't be able to, to control what administration is going to raise the taxes in the future. But while I know that they're low, let's maybe go ahead and consider taking some of this money and converting it into a Roth and then paying the taxes now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a way you can kind of look and say, okay, we can use a little foresight to look forward and say this and this may happen. Let's start planning today for some of those potentials, but let's control the things that we can control today. And that's just kind of a pretty simple little show we're going to do around focus on what you can control, not what you can't. You're not going to be able to handle what the administrations are going to do. You're not going to be able to control whether or not Social Security runs out of money or when it does or when it doesn't or who's going to fund it when or all those kinds of things. 
things. Focus on the variables that you can. And the first step, and Sean brought up a good point, was your behavior. That's a great first step to start with your behavior to say, look, have I taken it past listening to this podcast, for example? Maybe you're checking this out. You're trying to get some information. Have you taken the next step and say, okay, I've listened to three or four or five shows. Maybe I ought to call Sean and talk to him, or maybe I ought to talk to somebody. That's a first step. That's a controllable that you could do. So with that said, we're going to say goodbye this week, but we'll remind you to take that first step. Or maybe you already have a plan. Maybe you already work with Sean, but you know someone who could also benefit. Well, share that with them. Take that step for them. Help them out along the way. This has been Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Give them a call if you got questions or concerns. As we always say, do not take any action without talking with a qualified professional about your own situation. 855-50-RETIRE, the number to call if you need some help. 855-50-RETIRE or go to retirementelevatedpodcast.com. That's retirementelevatedpodcast.com. Subscribe to it, follow us, and all that good jazz. And Sean, buddy, I'll see you next time. I hope you have a great week. Hey, you do the same. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, and we'll catch you next time here on Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee from Elevated Retirement Group. Bye-bye. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.